Broncos country, welcome to episode 12 of the Bronco Den. I'm your host, Maher, and today we will be talking about the news in the NFL. Our first story will be not so much news now, it's been a week old, but Earl Thomas being held at gunpoint by his wife, Nina. We will also talk about uh, Larry Warford being cut slash released by the New Orleans Saints. And uh, the Monday night, the Monday, I cannot talk, the Monday night football commentary booth um, changes that are going to happen because uh, we're going to talk about Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland being uh, gone from the booth. And uh, lastly, we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson's potential mega deal that he might land with the Houston Texans. Before I start this podcast, I just want to get this out of the way. I didn't, I didn't record a podcast um, Saturday nor Sunday. Uh, I just didn't feel like it. Sunday I was going to do it. Then it got late, and then I just was tired, and I went to bed. I didn't want to do it. Um, but more podcasts will be coming on the way. Uh, I will be doing a top 15 games for the NFL season. Um, just breaking down how those games will be, how good they will be. Um you know, definitely more stuff coming, more Broncos content coming. And uh, if you actually want more sports content from me, like more than just NFL content, follow me on Instagram at johnbro2614. Again, that's johnbro2614. Trying to go more slow so you guys understand it. I've been told that I talk too fast, but it's all right. Whatever, Whatever's um, better for you guys. But um, anyways, let's just get started with uh, Earl Thomas's. Earl Thomas situation being held at gunpoint by his wife. I'm sure you already know this, but let me just review the situation. So basically, this happened, I believe, April 13th or April 16th, one of the two. Earl Thomas was in, like, an argument with his wife about, I think, drinking. And I really hope he does not have a drinking problem. I mean, on the football field, like, he doesn't seem like the man to have a drinking problem. But if he does, I hope he uh, gets that out of the way, obviously. But basically, they they had that argument, and uh, I guess Earl Thomas left with his brother, I believe, or he like picked up his brother and they went somewhere. And um, I guess he left his phone in the house or something. And Earl Thomas's wife um, picked up the phone, went on Snapchat, and I guess looked at his story, and it showed him with like other women, and she got really mad at that point. And then she tracked his location on it, and. Uh, I don't use Snapchat, but I hear there's some kind of tracking thing on it. Um, but basically, yeah, he tracked. She tracked him, and uh, and sorry for that really loud noise. If you just heard that, but she tracked him, and um, she found. Uh, she grabbed Earl's Earl's gun, like a pistol. And, uh, it got really ugly from there. Uh, basically, uh, she went to that, uh, place where he was, and he found, she found Earl and his brother naked with other women, and she threatened to, she, uh, threatened to kill those women, and also Earl's brother, and she literally had the gun pointed at Earl's head less than a foot away, um, there, her, Earl, uh, Nina, uh, I cannot talk, Nina has already been hit with, like, a penalty, I guess, and she has to, like, stay 200 yards away from him now, and all this other stuff, but, um, Earl actually posted, like, a short little social media post, 
uh, I don't know whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, I don't know, but uh, he just basically released a video saying uh, that the day after that video, he said they were going to, TMZ was going to release a video, and he was, like, really pissed off because he just, you know, I mean, you know, I agree with him. Like, things like that just, they shouldn't be let out let out to the public, but, I mean, it is what it is. Um, he said to keep, he said for us to keep them in our prayers, but, like, what are we supposed to pray for? Like, are we supposed to, like, pray that, like, like that, that she shot you, or, I don't know, I was watching That's Good Sports, and Brandon Perno was like, what are we supposed to pray for, Earl? You should go check out That's Good Sports, not a sponsor, just a YouTube channel. Anyways, but that was a whole situation, uh, kind of crazy, but it's been settled down, and the actual event occurred a month ago, so, uh, everything's fine now, but, I mean, let's just see what happens now in the world, I mean, coronavirus but uh, anyways then with the next story i have a uh, left no left guard i think left guard yeah for the saints larry warford has been uh released by the saints and uh it was really shocking because then his uh he, he signed a three-year 34 million no he's not a four-year 34 million dollar deal in 2017 and each of the three years he was with the saints uh he went to the pro bowl you know he was a pro bowler each of the three years so it's like why would you cut a three-time pro bowler but um because well, the reason why was they wanted to make space for caesar ruiz because they want to move him to that left guard spot so they can keep their center that they have right now my apologies i don't know his name and i'm not going to look at it right now um but uh honestly teams that could use Larry Warford are probably, you know, I don't know if the Bears can afford him, but the Bears do need some offensive line help. Um what are other teams that have guard issues? Uh another team that can use uh a guard is the Cleveland Browns, uh possibly San Francisco 49ers. Uh these are just teams that do need uh, offensive line help. Maybe the Houston Texans, although they probably have no cap room, especially since they're gonna sign, they're gonna have to re-sign Deshaun Watson at least. And um, yeah, those are just teams that could use Larry Warford. And I also heard like, you know, like why would the Saints draft a center in the first round and let him sit behind Warford? Um, it was just unnecessary, I guess, and they're going all in this year for Drew Brees to try to win a Super Bowl, which I'll give you my Super Bowl predictions soon, maybe in the coming weeks, coming months, I don't know, but, I mean, we have a bunch of time during this quarantine, so I could let that out, but, um, again, uh, they released Larry Warford from the Saints, uh, pro, three-time Pro Bowler during his time with the Saints, um, great left guard, uh, but I guess Cesar Ruiz is now going to be the new left guard for the New Orleans Saints, so, um, yeah, that's basically it for that part. Uh, also, um, on the, in ESPN, for the Monday Night Football commentary, Joe Testor and Booger McFarland will no longer, um, be in the booth. Uh, it was kind of shocking, but also not. It was shocking just because, like, 
you know, I kind of, I like Joe Tessitore in the booth. He was like, he was the head guy. He, he had the role, like, of how, like, Jim Nance and, like, people like Al Michaels, like, the, the main commentator. But, you know, I, I liked what he was doing. You know, I thought he brought enthusiasm to it. He does uh, also commentate top-ranked boxing for ESPN. And he does something else I can't remember. But, um, you know, Joe, to me, he's a great commentator. Uh, Booger, Booger McFarland, uh, you know, maybe he should have, nope, I was about to make a really bad joke, I'm not gonna do it, but, um, he was, but Booger McFarland, he wasn't, uh, I mean, in the booth, he wasn't so bad, but also sometimes he just get annoying, like, I don't know, I, his voice just annoys me, sometimes I can't, sometimes I just cannot stand Booger McFarland in the booth, but, it's also not a surprise because they were trying to get Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Tony Romo. Um, they lost out on all of them, obviously. Tony Romo signed that mega deal with, re-signed with CBS on that mega deal contract extension. Drew Brees is already set with NBC. And Peyton Manning just declined the offers from ESPN. Uh, I would, it would be sick to see Peyton Manning for ESPN, just because, you know, Peyton Manning is my favorite player all t- of all time. He's the reason why I started watching football. He's the reason why I'm a Broncos fan. Um, and ultimately, that's also the reason why I have this podcast that you guys are listening to right now. But other than that, that that's just another thing to talk about another day. But, uh, you know, ESPN, I guess they're really trying to, like, change up their commentary for Monday Night Football. You know, obviously, when John Gruden left and Mike Tirico left and and Jason Witten came back from retirement. I like I like Jason Witten in the booth, actually. Jason Witten and Joe Testor. Jason Witten, to me, is better than Booger McFarland. Uh, last year during uh, Seahawks versus 49ers, you could argue game of the year, but it's most likely, it's likely not, but still, you can argue game of the year. Uh, Joe Testor got a lot of shade for saying that the, the when the 49ers, kick, 49ers kicker missed that field goal, in, I believe, overtime, or maybe it was the before end of regulation, but he said the moment was too big, and there's so much shade thrown at Joe, and I meant, I mean, like, it was, he had to try to make something interesting, man, and, uh, but other than that, I mean, uh, they, ESPN has said that it's gonna, the commentaries will be people that are working with ESPN right now, uh, people I could see going in the booth now are, maybe Marcus Spears, even though he has a way bigger role with, like, you know, Get Up, First Take, you know, all these shows, um, even sometimes just Sports Center. Uh, other people, maybe, like, um, Steve Levy, or is it Steve Levi? I don't know, I think it's Levy. Steve Levy, I think he still works for ESPN. He might become in that commentating booth. Maybe Dan Orlovsky, because he actually comment. If you watch college football, you know, he uh, does commentate some college football games on ESPN. I've seen him like a couple times. Uh, Dan Orlovsky is a possibility. These are just some people that could be thrown in the booth for Monday nights on ESPN. Obviously, because everyone's going to watch Monday Night Football. You know, there's no more. F- there's no football after that, so I ain't no football for the rest of the week until Sunday or actually Thursday Night Football. So everyone's going to want to watch Monday nights. Although sometimes Monday Night Football kind of sucks. Like, sometimes don't you get that feeling like you want to watch Monday Night Football, but the matchup on paper is horrible. Like, sometimes I'm just like, ugh, I don't want to watch this game. And then after that, later on, I'm just like, 
I need to watch this. Like, I need to watch some football. My mind's going crazy. Anyways, that was unnecessary. But, uh, yeah, that's that for the ESPN uh, commentary on Monday nights. Um, then, um, after that, uh, I will also, after this Deshaun Watson news, I will uh, talk about Philip Rivers' um, career after retirement. I guess he also has a career after retirement, just like Drew Brees does. But um, let me get back to the point. Uh, according to the Houston Chronicles, uh, Aaron Wilson, he reported that Deshaun Watson's new deal, which is obviously on the top of the Texans' um, priority list right now, cause, just because he's the best player on the Texans, one of the top five quarterbacks, I think, in the league. Um, but, uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson, uh, it could range between 40 to $42 million a year. Um, CBS Sports reported it could be 40 to $50 million a year. You're looking at a contract that is, I mean, with the whole thing, it's you're looking at a $200 million contract. Now, does that mean Deshaun Watson is worth $200 million? I don't know. Um, it's a hard question to answer because, yeah, he's definitely, he's in my opinion, he's a top five quarterback for sure. You can argue top three. But um, you can definitely argue he's a top three quarterback. To me, he's just he's a top five talent. He's a top five quarterback. He's clearly by far the best player on the Texans. Um, and he has a lot riding on his shoulders now since Bill O'Brien is just the most dumbest man on the planet, freaking straight up on crack, and just decides to trade DeAndre Hopkins, and then trades like two first round picks for Larry Tunsil, signs him to a three year sixty six million dollar deal, and then. Tracy Andre Hopkins for a second round pick and David Johnson and a fourth round pick and then trades a second round pick for Brandon Cooks. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't know how much more dumb it can get, but um I don't know if Deshaun Watson is worth two hundred million. Cause like let's just say Russell Wilson got hundred forty million, okay? I think Deshaun Watson's worth around between hundred fifty to hundred seventy five million. I think after 175 million, I don't, I, I don't think he's worth that much. And that's no disrespect to Deshaun Watson. He's top five talent, arguably top three. Um, he's all world. He's he's amazing. He's an MVP candidate. No, like that. There's no other way you can put it. But I I just think 200 million is really high. But then again. Should he be the highest paid player in the NFL since Patrick Mahomes or Dak Prescott haven't gotten their contract extensions yet? But definitely, most definitely. Um, you know, if he gets a $200 million contract, I won't be mad because he'll be the highest paid player at that point. And, uh, you know, I mean, he definitely deserves right now to be the highest paid player, um, especially since Patrick Mahomes has not been paid yet. Um, but... Uh, also, I uh, quickly, uh, I want to say what this means for Dak Prescott and possibly Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a lock, like, he's a lock $200 million player. I think he's worth $200 million. He might be the only player worth $200 million. But, um, Dak Prescott. So, I believe he won a $35 million and they declined? Or no, I think they offered $35 million and Dak declined. Dak, if the Texans paid Sean Watson right now, considering Sean Watson was drafted a year after Dak Prescott, 
and they're paying Deshaun Watson first before a lot of people besides Laramie Tunsil. I think this puts a huge stain on the Cowboys for not paying Dak Prescott the money he deserves. Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. He deserves $35 million. But um, I think he $40 million, maybe in a four-year deal? Five-year deal? I don't know, man. But, um, you know, Dak Prescott, I think he's worth that money. He's definitely not like Deshaun Watson level. He's close. But if this... This could lead to Dak really holding out. And I mean, before, before like, training camps. Because if Deshaun Watson's getting paid before Dak Prescott, that shows how unloyal the Cowboys are right now to Dak. And they and they decide to pay literally everyone, like Amari Cooper. Um, who else did they decide to pay? Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, um, um, what's the linebacker's name? What's, what's his name? It's, uh, I think Jalen Smith, right? Hold up. Yes, yes, I'm correct. It's Jalen Smith. Um, they also paid uh, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously. Ezekiel Elliott held out, and he got his money. This could lead to Dak Prescott holding out and getting his money. I think Dak should feel really disrespected right now, especially since they got Andy Dalton. But, um, you know, I mean, let's not get too off-topic here. Um, let's just focus on Sean Watson. I think he deserves all the money in the world if he gets his contract. I'm happy for him, and uh, hopefully he does well in Houston, and hopefully Bill O'Brien is no longer the GM. Uh, then, with the last piece of news, I just want to include uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, he will be coaching a high school football team once he retires. Uh, I don't know where it is. I believe it's like an Alabama high school team. I could definitely be wrong here just because, I don't know, Alabama does not resonate to Philip Rivers. Oh, I know it's a high school football team he's going to coach. In his speech for that, he was very emotional. Uh, it was kind of weird because I didn't think he'd be like really emotional about that. But I mean, all the best for Philip Rivers in the future. Um, but he, you know, he's a great quarterback. Uh, do I think he's all a famer? That's another topic for another day. I don't think so. Which we might talk about that on this podcast. I I did recently just do a is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? I could do more of these. But, um, you know, you can go check that out. It's on a Podbean. Um, but if you're listening on Anchor, episodes 9 and on, you already know. You get the gist. But, um, Philip Rivers, I think with the Colts right now, he has a one-year deal. I think he's going to retire after this year. Especially if, if he has a bad year this year, oh, he's gone, he's gone. If they have a good year, like, uh, and actually, like, a really good year, like, maybe 11 and 5, 12 and 4, and almost make the Super Bowl, I could see him coming back. Because this Indianapolis team, they now have weapons with Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton was always there. They have a solid, solid defense. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and the best offensive line in the NFL. With uh, Philip Rivers, I think that's really, uh, that's that's scary, but at the same time, you think, oh, is Philip Rivers talented like he was with the LA Chargers and when they were in San Diego? Um, I think the Colts are going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, And speaking of those divisional predictions, uh, I will be bringing out the uh, NFC West predictions soon. There's just a bunch of NFL topics to talk about right now, and uh, I've kind of put my divisional predictions to the side, especially since now the schedule came out. I'm going to do a top 15 games of the NFL season. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I 
the, the Colts can definitely do good and they can definitely do bad. Um, definitely a comment below what you think right now about this. Um, what do you think about all the news topics? Um, I guess you guys are supposed to keep your prayers for Earl Thomas and Nina Thomas. Um, uh, definitely, uh, who do you think should sign Larry Warford? Or what do you think about Philip Rivers' decision after retirement? What do you think about the commentary for Monday Night Football? And what do you think about Deshaun Watson's potential mega deal with Houston Texans? Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram for more sports content at johnbro2614. Again, that's johnbro2614. Post more sports content on there. Um... You know, no spaces, no capitals. This podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, and Podbean. Um, thanks so much for listening. Um, uh, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy those football fans and enjoy those Broncos country.